Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Connor Carey, feature web writer of iPhone Life. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor of iPhoneLife.com. We've got an awesome show for you guys today. We're going to answer some insider questions. We're going to talk about battery saving tips, uh, cool new earbuds, Tesla, Apple stock restrictions, Apple TV, research kit, a whole bunch of stuff. So stay tuned. Uh, Before we get started, though, I want to take a minute to tell you guys about daily tips. Uh, So make sure you go check it out. What we do is every day we email you a tip of how to get the most out of your iPhone. Uh, And that's iphonelife.com slash daily tips. Sarah Kingsbury is responsible for putting that together. Sarah, what was your favorite tip this week? Uh, What was my favorite tips? Oh, yes. Um, In the Photos album now in, not the Photos album, the Photos app in iOS 9, uh, now you can select multiple photos at a time just by sliding your finger on them. You just uh, tap select and then slide your finger on the images until you've selected all the ones you want. And that's really great as opposed to individually tapping each photo. It makes me happy every time I do it. Yeah, I, I just saw that tip and I didn't know that. And I had sent like somebody a batch of images last week and I was really annoyed that the tip <laughs> came a week too late. <laughs> well, you should have been hanging out with at the, on the editorial side because we were like talking about that weeks ago and about how cool it was. Yeah, well, or, or you could have come and told me. Either way. <laughs> I don't know, David. I, I'm pretty like cool and important over on the other side of the building. (laughs) Um, The tip that I liked in addition to that was the battery tip because we were talking about on the podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, which is you can see what apps are using battery. Um, We can link to that as well. Yeah, that that is a great tip because not only can you see which apps are using the battery, you can see how long you've spent using the app and how long background tasks have been running and what percentage of your battery usage is being consumed by that particular app, which is a good way to sort of shame yourself out of using Facebook so much. (laughs) Well, and we're going to get to that later because Facebook actually has had a problem with background processing. So it's something that people can now see with iOS 9 and didn't necessarily know before that. Uh, And Connor, this is your first podcast. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Connor is responsible for, for producing most of the content on our website. Connor, what was your favorite article that you wrote this week? My favorite article this week was extreme iPhone 6S testing. They put it through boiling water and froze it. It's still powered up. Uh, They did the bend test and figured out that Apple has indeed fixed bend gate. And it also survives a paint shaker. The paint can actually had more dents than the phone did after they took it out. Okay, so that sounds crazy to me. Is this something that... Did they compare it to the iPhone 6 or the iPhone 5S? Is this new that it survives these things? Or has the iPhone just always been durable because mine breaks like if I breathe on it wrong? I would definitely say it's new. And I, I would say that just by trying to find extreme videos. Um, because if you look at a drop test from just the iPhone 6, just one back, mm-hmm. it shatters and bends so easily. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. I'm, I haven't put it to the test but I definitely do have a little bit more peace of mind. I don't recommend <laughs> yeah. to the test unless you don't like your iPhone and want to get rid of it in a really spectacular way. This is one of those do not try it at home moments. It's, yeah. it's terrifying to watch, but really fun to just feel uncomfortable about. <laughs> yeah, well, I I'm, I'm now have stated my 
position that you shouldn't you don't need an iPhone case so I just have the glass screen protector uh, uh, well <laughs> see and now I have a little bit more peace of mind because I'm like even if I like dropped it in water or something there's a chance it might be okay it's probably gonna be okay I feel like we say this at every podcast but really glass screen protectors are the best you really should have yeah, one if you don't have anything else you must have that I will say, though, and I, I'm sure these vendors will not be happy with me, that I, I recommended the Crown uh, uh, Bodyguard Screen Protector. And this is now the second Crown Bodyguard Screen Protector where the crown piece, the little plastic piece that goes around it's the edge. aluminum. It's aluminum? Yeah. Well, whatever it was, it is no longer because it, <laughs> it fell off my phone. Yeah, mine came off too. I, I still have the glass, and I, it's held up better than any other glass screen protector I've had mm-hmm. because I tend to drop my phone a lot. But the the crown just really doesn't work with a case and it doesn't stay on that well regardless. Yeah. And so I'd still highly recommend bodyguards, glass screen protectors, but I don't recommend the crown anymore. And I apologize to all, all our listeners that went out and bought the crown based on my recommendation. But you still got the glass screen protector. So, you know, you're still covered. Uh, how about you, Connor? What case do you have on your phone? Right now I have the OtterBox just out of necessity when I got the new phone. I needed one. Do you remember which which OtterBox case you have? No, it's it's definitely one of the more basic models. It's not meant to be super protective. It's the 35 cheap model for the OtterBox. But so far it's been great. Um, I've dropped it a few times. It's gotten dirty, but other than that, it's done a great job of protecting my phone. One of the things that whenever I tell people that I only use a glass screen protector, I get a reaction similar to the reaction that you just gave me. (laughs) And everyone goes, oh, I couldn't do that. I dropped my phone so much. I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, but I dropped my phone so much. Yeah, I have noticed that. My favorite story is how it fell out of your pocket while you were riding your moped into a puddle. Oh, I thought you were going to tell the time it fell out of my pocket into the toilet. That was a different story. (laughs) I was wondering why you were giving me this look like, don't tell that story. I didn't know that story, but I'll I'll be sure to tell it in the future, David. Yes, I was... Not using my phone on the toilet, I had it in my pocket, and somehow it ended up in the toilet. That almost happened to me the other day, but it bounced, because I had it in my pocket, Mm -hmm. and it bounced off the seat onto the floor, fortunately. And I'm also using an OtterBox case, so it was completely fine. And you have yet to get your success, because I have yet to order it for you. (laughs) That's true. So it would have been damaged, because now, in theory, it's waterproof and it would be okay. In theory. In theory. It's not a theory I'm really willing to test if I can avoid it. So, so the moped story for the record was I, I was riding my moped. I got home and I didn't have my iPhone. And so I used Find My iPhone and tracked it down. And apparently it had fallen out of my pocket in an alley onto cement in a puddle. <laughs> so I found it sitting in a puddle. Well, So it wasn't like you immediately noticed and fished it out. It was in there for a while. Oh, yeah. I know you said it kept working, right? Yeah, yeah. It kept working. I mean, it, the puddle wasn't like, it wasn't fully submerged. It was like partially submerged. But no, it took me like, because it fell out in an alleyway. Like it took me a while, even with find my iPhone, to like ride my moped in like concentric circles before I narrowed <laughs> it down. Wow. Yeah, there's those geo fences and the location services. It, they're not that small yeah it's like oh you know i drive two blocks by my house on my way somewhere and it's like i get the reminders i have set for remind me of this when i get home and i'll be driving like two blocks away and it'll be like 
don't forget to do this. Yeah, I almost never use geo reminders for that reason. And, and maybe it's because we're in a small town where it's like you, you tend to drive by places more often because there's mm. everything so close. But yeah, it pops up at random times. Do you ever use geolocation for reminders, Connor? I don't. I don't think I've ever used geo reminders. I love them. I don't. I use them. What do you use them for? Um, to remind myself to do the weekly newsletter. <laughs> so every Wednesday when I arrive at work, just as I pull into the parking lot, it says, do the newsletter. And then I don't forget because that's happened that at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry to our listeners on that week who got it at 4 p.m. <laughs> uh, now um, we can link to the tip too, but tell us how, how do you use geolocation to do this? Um, well, basically, if you set a reminder... In your reminders app um, there should be a little eye next to the reminder that you can tap and then this will let you set a time and a location uh, you will have to make sure that you have contact cards in your contacts mm -hmm. that basically means the name and number and address for that location that's where I always go wrong, for the record. I try to set it, and it's like, I don't know where your parents live. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I give up. <laughs> it, it's definitely worth the time to go into, say, your parents' contact card and just put in their home address or your own home address and your own contact card because it pays off in terms of convenience down the road. Definitely there's times when location reminders seem like they'd be really helpful. I mean, the obvious one is you walk into a store and it pops up and reminds you to buy something. But like even like if I'm, it's hard if I'm setting a reminder in advance to get it to pop up at the right time. It's like, even if I say like, remind me when I get to work, or if I say remind me at nine to do the newsletter, if, if my reminder goes off at nine and I walk in at 9.05, not that that ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why location reminders are better. Exactly. Because yeah. Okay. I think we're on the same page. <laughs> I will try it out. I'll try it this week and let you guys know how it goes for next week. Okay. Um, so uh, to get started, the first thing, actually, let me back up and say what our new format is, because we're trying a new format. We did it last week. Uh, we're going to have, sometimes we're going to do a main topic where we go in depth into a topic like, say, when the iPhone 6 comes out. But we're going to try to cover a little bit more of a range of topics in these podcasts. So we're going to cover how-tos, apps, gear, uh, news, anything else that we cover. Am I missing? I, that sounds that sounds right to me. That's basically it. Oh, and so the thing that we're covering first, which is our how-to section, we get emails from our insiders. And this is my point to do a shameless plug for iPhone Life Insider iPhone Life Insider is our premium version of the daily tips. So instead of getting an email tip with the text, you also get a video tip every day that tells you how to do something cool with your iPhone. We have in-depth guides telling you how to use the mo get the most out of your iPhone with different features. So we have an in-depth guide about iCloud backup, an in-depth guide about how to upgrade your iPhone. Uh, the new one coming out this time is iOS 9, correct? I believe so. Donna Schill, our uh, editor-in-chief, is in charge of that, so she <laughs> kind of knows, and I've heard little snippets. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, in addition to the in-depth guides, you get a digital subscription to the magazine, and you get to ask Sarah Kingsbury your questions, which is what we're going to feature on this show. It's the questions about your iPhone. So. Before we get into the questions, make sure you go check out iPhone Life Insider, which is iphonelife.com slash insider. And 
subscribe. So Sarah, we got some questions. You can, what, what, were, the, what were your favorite questions from the week? Well, my first one was from Roberta and it was on the tip on how to, well, I'll just read what she said. On today's tip on how to view detailed battery usage info, I followed the instructions and saw my home and lock screen are using 60%. I don't know how to fix that. 60% is a lot. Okay, but there's an important thing to keep in mind. For instance, how much does she use her iPhone? Mm -hmm. It's true, 60% is a lot. I looked at mine, my home screen's using about 3%. Mm -hmm. um, but it depends how much, how, how often you use your iPhone. If you hardly use your iPhone for anything except for maybe like unlocking your phone and then like making a phone call, then probably the majority of what you're using your iPhone for is like, is gonna involve your home screen. Did she mention in the email, is her phone dying frequently? Because it seems like if, if you're, the majority of your phone is your home screen, then you're not using it very much and you probably don't have battery problems. Probably not, but there are some things you can do to make sure that your home screen uses less battery in your lock okay. screen. Tell us. So, well, the first one is if change your wallpaper. If you're using a dynamic wallpaper, like if you have the 6S or you ha or have some of the ones that are on the older phones. What, where, so what, what's a dynamic wallpaper, Sarah? It's where those, those stupid polka dots that like move around. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a fan of dynamic wallpapers. Or on the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus, they have like live photo wallpapers, basically, which David can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't have my 6S yet. Basically, you press Sorry them and like, <laughs> a, a, like a fish waves its tail at you or there's these stupid clouds. Like, <laughs> again, have, I'm not a fan we of... We have them. learned that Sarah is not a fan of fish butts. One of the things that comes up in a typical day at iPhone Life magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the clouds either. They look like... Have you ever seen the movie The NeverEnding Story? Uh, I saw it, you referenced it earlier today. I saw it so many years ago. Have you seen it, Connor? Oh, of course. There, there's this <laughs> thing called The Nothing, which okay. is like basically consuming, you know, this, you know, imaginary world, but it's consuming it. And it's basically just like sort of roiling clouds that just like consume everything. And and they're one of the iPhone 6S uh, live photo backgrounds is like these moving clouds and that's what it reminded me of so do you have a moving background connor what's your what's your lock screen for your iphone because connor does have an iphone 6s yes. for the record yeah. i did buy it <laughs> got around to that one <laughs> uh, my lock screen is actually our co-worker they uh sarah oh, yeah. and, and jamie <laughs> our uh, art director had to use my iphone 6s to create screenshots for one of our daily tips and while they had it, they decided to have some fun and take some photos of Jamie with a Ninja Turtles mask on. So I have a little image of Jamie moving back and forth with a cute mask. <laughs> it's basically a mutant Ninja Turtle bobblehead art director. It's amazing. So you are taking full advantage of your 6S live photo lock screen. And then getting back to this, you're right. going to tell her she's using too much battery. <laughs> well, it's, it does use more battery. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can be fun, especially if you... Instead of fish butts, you have your own live photo. <laughs> a little um, more fun. <laughs> but they do use more batteries. So if you want to, you can go into settings, wallpaper, and then choose a new wallpaper and choose a still um, lock screen and home screen. And that will save you some battery. But it's not going to be as adorable if the bobblehead doesn't bobble. This is true. You just have to find an adorable still okay. photo. Okay. <laughs> I, for the record, do have a still photo. It's it's my dog with a birthday hat on. So <laughs> it's, it, it is adorable. I've seen it. All right. Another thing is um, there's this thing called auto lock where after a certain amount of time of being 
idle, your iPhone just automatically locks and goes to sleep. But you can turn it so that it never turns off, which mm. uses a lot of battery, or you know it stays on for five minutes. So the thing to do is you go into settings again, general, auto lock, and select probably one minute, you know, one to five, but definitely don't have it set on never. Mm-hmm. You want it to lock at some point. Well, and the other problem with that too is if you ever forget to put your phone in your, to turn your phone off when you put it in your pocket, like you push the power button, then it will never go to sleep and sooner or later you're going to pocket dial somebody. There's no excuse for pocket dialing in this day and age, people. I, Use auto lock. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, um, my last name, Auberbach, starts with an A. And so I tend to be very high up on people's lists in terms of like alphabetical order. So I'm the recipient of so many pocket dials. I actually know what pocket dialed me this weekend. <laughs> I got to hear a little snippet of him talking to his kids. It was very cute. <laughs> Noah Simpson is our COO, by the way. Thanks. I guess our listeners can hear me pointing to the other office. <laughs> My dad almost never uses his phone. And at one point, I think I might have been the only person he had ever called on his phone. And he used to pocket dial me on a daily basis, which just <laughs> exacerbated the problem because as the only person he called over and over. <laughs> so that was fun. I got to listen to him driving a lot. Um, another thing you can do is check your iPhone's brightness. Um, you go to settings, display, and brightness. And you should toggle auto brightness off. And then manually, on the little slider, turn your brightness down as low as is comfortable. And then if you ever feel like you temporarily need your screen to be brighter, you can open up Control Center by swiping up from the bottom of your screen and manually brightening it. And because keeping your screen bright uses up a lot of your iPhone's battery as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I notice is like if I'm on my phone a lot throughout the day, even if I'm doing things that aren't very battery intensive, like say playing a game or something, mm-hmm. just having the phone on uses up a lot of battery because it's powering the screen the whole time. Yeah, I've noticed, I think I probably say this every time we have a podcast, I read on my phone all the time. And just, you know, when you when you have your, like any kind of reading app, like your Kindle app open, it doesn't, like auto lock doesn't necessarily apply because it's a very passive activity. And so if it locked after a minute, it'd be really annoying. But the downside to that is it uses a lot of battery to read a book on your iPhone, but mm-hmm. I'm not stopping anyway. So do you guys not have... Uh, do you guys have your auto brightness turned off or do you have it on? I I have it off. I have it off as well. Ah, I have it on. Um, I live dangerously. It's like, (laughs) it's worth it having to adjust my, my screen. I like having a bright screen. I hate staring at a dim screen. I hate having a bright screen. The only time I like having a bright screen is when I'm outside and, and if I don't turn it up, then I can't see. But I mean... I, the only time, like, I, I don't use my phone outside that often, so it's not an issue. Yeah, I, on my iPad, I have it off because I often will, like, use my phone, my iPad either right before bed or right after waking up, and it's a dark room, and it's, it is a really awful experience turning on a really bright screen in a dark room. You feel like you're going blind or something. Stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next letter we got is from one of our favorite insiders because he sends us questions all the time and they're great questions though we love them um this is from dave i think we had a dave question last week too didn't we i think we have dave questions almost every (laughs) week but he's good like i said his questions are great so um after we ran a tip on how to save uh you can save your voicemails now on your iphone and ios 9 and we ran a tip on that you can so you save them where 
You can save them in notes. You can save them in voice memos. I think you can share them to an email, right, yeah, or a message can, and send them to people. Yeah, you can send them to friends as well. Which is great because, you know, like there are voicemails you want to save and then sometimes your carrier like deletes them after a certain amount of time or... Or it's just a really funny message that you mm-hmm. want to embarrass a friend with later on. <laughs> and, and then sometimes, you know, like you don't have to wait till you're with a friend to be like, oh my God, listen to this. <laughs> like, so... Um, so you can, there's the share icon, you tap it and you choose where you want to share it to. And Dave wrote me back and asked how, you know, to explain in more details how to save a voicemail to notes. And, and after I explained that to him, he had this situation. Um, he said, I'm confused. I was able to save the voicemail in notes. I don't understand how it's on notes on my iPhone, but not in my notes folder. Any ideas? I was complaining about this in one of the podcasts. This happens to me all the time. Oh, really? Well, then I'm so glad I can help you. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, Dave. See, <laughs> Dave's tend to have similar technical difficulties, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, I was good questions. So here's the thing. There's a, a default notes folder, mm-hmm. and it's a little confusing because if you go into, where is it? You have to go into settings and notes and then go to default account for Siri. That's why it's confusing because it says for Siri. And you have to choose the folder, the account you want, basically. And your options are really iCloud, on my iPhone, or any of your mail uh, accounts. If you have those enabled, I don't because it just gets too confusing having too many accounts. Okay, and, and how, so you can go disable all, all those accounts. Because I have like no, five accounts yeah, for my well, notes, and I never know where I'm well, supposed to put them. Well, your mail accounts, you have to go into your mail settings and disable notes in individual accounts. Okay. But here we're talking about the default account, which means if you ask Siri to make a note, that's where the note will end up. Mm-hmm. But what happens actually is if you share something to a note, that's also the account I that see. it ends up in. So you have to change that if you don't want it to be on my iPhone, if you want it to be available in all your devices and be in iCloud, then you have to change the default, the Siri default, to iCloud. And then when you share something to I, to Notes, it will go into the iCloud account. Very cool. Yeah. And if you want to go further and not mess with having the on my iPhone account, which mm-hmm. I kind of prefer because it's annoying when they end up in there. I, I like that Apple does this. They give you a lot of privacy options to not put things in the cloud so that you like for security reasons and blah, blah, blah. But in general, yeah, it seems like I would want all of my notes to be on the cloud because I'm not writing like secret government notes or anything in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> then you can actually disable the on my iPhone thing. The one caveat is anything that's in that account will be deleted. So you have to move it first. And the way to do that is is open up the On My iPhone uh, folder in Notes and tap Edit, and then you know you can tap Move All and move them all to say your iCloud iCloud account. And then in the Notes settings, you can turn off the On My iPhone account, and then you'll just have iCloud, and everything will go into that iCloud Notes account, and it'll be so much simpler. So much simpler for you and for our government. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if they want to steal my recipe notes, that's totally fine. I'm not one of those people who, like, Keep won't... secret recipes. <laughs> I, just, I didn't even know there were people like that anymore, but I actually asked someone for a recipe once, and they're like, I never share my recipes. I have a friend <laughs> who is a pesto connoisseur, and she will not give me her pesto recipe. 
I'll give you my pesto recipe. I, I actually found one online. It was really good. I made pesto the other day. Pesto, it's really hard to make it not be good. Yeah, it's really easy and really good. <laughs> yeah, and totally <laughs> not related to iPhone. <laughs> iPhone life tip of the day. Go make pesto. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. And, oh, here's a good tip for pesto. You can use walnuts instead of pine nuts because pine nuts are crazy expensive. So They're that's not, my tip. I, I, okay, I object to this. <laughs> I know this is completely off subject, but I, it annoys me when people use walnuts. Yeah, pine nuts are really expensive but you don't use like how much pesto are you making like a gallon yes, yes. okay <laughs> well there that's the difference I guess. I'll make like a pesto serving for like you know like a little mason jar because I'm hipster like that <laughs> <laughs> and it, like it, yeah pe- pine nuts are expensive but you use like two dollars worth of pine nuts you do okay we have like giant containers of pesto at all times in my fridge ah that's glorious you okay. need to come to your fridge yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, moving right along. <laughs> move on. Walnuts for pesto if you make a lot. Pine nuts if you make a little. There you go. <laughs> All right. That was a nice compromise. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were, that was a really great question because I think a lot of people, especially notes have been redone, but they're still complicated. They are complicated and they're confusing. I have to admit that even I'm a little confused by notes and I kind of welcome questions on notes because it, it forces me to really like go do some research and really make sure I understand it. And I definitely so what, great. what I learned from that and what I'm going to go do is disable everything but the iCloud notes so that because it's like I, I have that problem all the time. I'm trying to figure out which of my many folders I logged a note. So that's that's my homework. I will report back next podcast. You've got uh, a lot of homework for the next I podcast. Know. <laughs> You're going to can you write that down for me and put it in the in the blog post? so I remember. Yeah, I'm going to be making notes on this. <laughs> OK, so we're going to move on to apps, uh, although the first app news we're going to talk about is related to this battery problem, which is, if you guys remember from last podcast, I was complaining that Facebook was using up the majority of my battery life. I'm going to actually look right now and tell you how much. I think it was like 50 or 60%. Um, Wow. My phone's on the other side of the room, so I'm not going to look. But I was only using, I was proud to say, it was only about four hours in the course of a week that I'm actually on Facebook, at least on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it was using up like 50 to 60%. So turns out I'm not alone. Apparently, Facebook has all sorts of like analytics in there, and they just did something wrong that's just draining your battery. Check this out. 26 minutes in the last 24 hours, I'm proud of myself, that's pretty limited, of Facebook time, but in the background, 39 minutes, like more wow. time, more oh, time than I've like even spent on Facebook. Oh, I'm like way more than that in the background. Uh, so apparently Facebook's working on that, but in the meantime, there's a few things you can do that help, but they're not, they're not perfect. Okay, so 30, I, I was exaggerating slightly, I guess 30% of my battery is being used on Facebook, and I have five hours of on-screen and 14 hours of background activity. Wow. Which is just crazy. So here's what you can do if you do have the Facebook app. First of all, you can't always delete the Facebook app and just use Facebook in your browser. Uh, but it's kind of, I mean, do you guys have the Facebook app? Of course. Yeah, I it's, do. It's a lot nicer than the browser experience, right? Um, I don't know, because I find Facebook shows me different things depending on if I'm looking at the app or the browser. Uh... So I sometimes like, look at both of them. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good nice 
tip of the day check both if you if you get bored with looking at one of your oh, feeds gosh. and that's why sarah is only using like how not much time on one that was a the nice round yeah it <laughs> comes out about my facebook habits i feel like facebook is maybe the one app that really makes your iphone bad for you like there's some apps that really improve your life and then there's facebook i don't i i like facebook i'm gonna come out in defense of facebook you can certainly use it in ways that are not healthy for you. But fundamentally, Facebook's connecting us to our friends, our family. I, I, th- I feel like it's not fundamentally a force for evil. It's not like cigarettes or something like that. That's true. <laughs> it's not, it's not, Facebook, it's not as bad as cigarettes. <laughs> I think we just stumbled on a new advertising campaign. You're welcome, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so here's what you do. First of all, you can turn off background processing. Can I tell you what makes me angry? I turned it off. And then when Facebook updated their app, they went and turned it back on. At least this is my theory. I don't want to throw accusations because I'm not sure. But I think but Are you talking about the background app refresh? Yes. Because they didn't turn it back on for me. Okay. Well, maybe it was when I got a new phone or something. Anyway, oh, it be. turned back on, which made me angry. So to do that, you go into settings. You go into Facebook. Uh, Facebook's one of the uh, little sections in settings. And then you go to settings within Facebook settings. And there's a background app refresh. And if you turn that off, in theory, it turns off a lot of that background processing. Although what I've heard is with Facebook, it doesn't necessarily work that well. But it helps. Uh, The other thing you can do in the same place in Facebook settings, uh, location. You turn off your location services. You can have it while using the app or have it never but I don't know why Facebook... Or, or need, always. Or always. No, this is, I'm telling you, don't do always. <laughs> no. That's an option. Don't use that option. <laughs> I have it on never. Yeah, I, because it, like when I share on Facebook, I can still post what location I'm in if I want to and stuff. That's true. So I don't know why what Facebook is using that information other than just things I don't want them to, like advertising and things like that. Now, the thing is, though, I mean, how well does this work? I mean, not to ruin your tip, but I've got all those settings done. And did you see, like, I had more background stuff going. Yeah, no, this isn't a tip. This wasn't our tip section. This isn't our app section. So it's less of a tip and more of a complaint. <laughs> yeah. I just want the world to know Facebook, that I'm on together. to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Facebook is really outraged. I mean... People have been reporting so many battery problems, and I think it's Facebook. It really is. There's some update for Facebook that's just really the worst Facebook update ever. I think something went wrong with iOS 9 with Facebook, and they just never fixed it, and they're quietly draining everybody's battery, which is ironic when you think about their mission is to connect the world, and nobody can make phone calls anymore because Facebook's (laughs) drained your battery. (laughs) They also just did all those new updates to Facebook with, like, the video profile, so Mm -hmm. maybe that's taking up more information in the background, too. Well, yeah, I think with those updates, what they do is they bury a ton of analytics. This is what I've heard, and the Mm -hmm. analytics are, like, measuring so much stuff that it just really uses a lot and apparently i don't know if they can use analytics while you're not on your while you're not on facebook but you know i'm gonna go into settings in actual facebook i think your personal facebook settings for your facebook account may also play a role i'm gonna do some research and then that will be my homework for the next podcast okay we'll report back on this the facebook scandal Um, that might be an exaggeration. Facebook gate? Can we call this Facebook <laughs> no, gate? <laughs> no more gates. No more gates. Sorry, that's me dropping my script over the script over there. Okay, so next section is we're talking about uh, we are all going to test out an app every week and report it on the podcast. Did you guys remember to do this? 
Um, no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so we have another homework assignment for next week. I did it. Thank you very much. So the app that I was trying out this week is called Live GIF, G-I-F. Uh, I pretty much only communicate through GIFs at this point. Like, because uh, I, I, I text more than I phone call. And on text, GIFs are really fun. I'm assuming you guys know this is a nice tip. You can text message GIFs, and it, they're going to be animated. I've received and, many from you. Okay, so you're aware. <laughs> um, so uh, what you can do now with live GIF is you can turn your live photos into GIFs. So this is one of those things, live photos, it's a little bit of like a novelty where it's it's kind of cool, but like I don't know what you actually use it for. I have to butt in here and just clarify because I've gotten a lot of emails about this. I'm really sorry if you don't own an iPhone 6S or oh, yeah. 6S Plus. You can't take live photos, but you can see them. Yes. yes. But and I didn't know this. So you can share live photos with anybody who has an iPhone or iPad or Mac, presumably? Yeah, there may be like you know, limits in terms of what version of iOS. I think you have to have iOS 9 or a certain version of um, OS X. El Capitan. Okay. Oh, so it only works for El Capitan. Only works for El okay. Capitan. But then what about the sad, sad losers in your life who use Android or if you want to share on social media? <laughs> exactly. For them, for you need because... to turn it into live gift. <laughs> Although I don't know why we're accommodating those people. But if you do want to accommodate those people, what you can do is you use live GIF and it turns a live photo into a GIF. Uh, I used it, it was fun, it was easy. My only complaint was I wanted to be able to then edit that GIF. I want to be able to like add text to it. Hmm. So you could have like, uh, you know, you can make your own little memes. That's kind of that crazy that there isn't that ability. Not only is there not that ability, I spent like a good 20 minutes downloading other GIF apps trying to figure out how to do it. And I didn't find any easy way to make your own GIF memes. There really isn't. Which is so sad because mm. one of my dreams in life is just have a personalized <laughs> GIF meme so that I can respond to every situation with a meme. So kind of like, you know, those auto responses that you can do for like messages and now even for some emails in certain situations, you would just have like a set of like GIFs. Well, yeah, it's like reaction GIFs. Like there's like mm -hmm. sets of like, okay, like who needs angry. emojis when you can have oh, GIFs? Emojis are so like 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen David put his hand to his heart when he said, oh. It was, it was, I was <laughs> devastated. Then why are we talking about emojis? Except for I'm really excited for, and this will be a future podcast, for the new emoji 9.1 where you can flick people off. I know. Oh. I was so sad. I sent like, I flipped... Our art director, Jamie, off in every ethnicity and race. <laughs> and well, all... we're very politically correct off. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we tell each other that we like each other. We flip each other off. So, the, the and all of... he got were just like little boxes. It didn't show it anything. Because I had 9 iOS 9.1 and he didn't. The part of the story that she's leaving out is she shares an office with him. So she could have flicked him <laughs> off with her real fingers, but chose to send him a text well, instead. The problem is as the art director, he has like the biggest monitor oh, in the company. And so he's always hidden behind that. This is true. Okay, I see. Life must be hard for you. It's really hard when I want to say mean things to my office mate and he's got like headphones on and a giant monitor. It's almost as if he's trying to ignore me. <laughs> no, that, that couldn't be it. Yeah, um, it must be something else. So go to the App Store. This was my app of the week, Live GIF. Download it, create GIFs. You can't add memes, but they're still fun. So go check it out. Uh, and if you know of a way to edit 
gifts to add the text, then shoot us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com. And next week, we will all have apps for you. <laughs> yes, yes, David. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving right along. Gear, uh, this was, I think, a, did you write this? Because you were telling us about this. Yeah, I did. So tell us about your gear. All right, this is SkyBuds, and the reason I liked it, that was my papers falling. She lost her notes, so <laughs> this is all going to be spontaneous from now on. <laughs> the thing I liked about it is it's the first earbuds that are actually wireless. Like the closest that has come to this before was Beats by Dr. Dre, but even with those, each earbud is connected to the other. So this one, it comes with a case for your iPhone, which holds the earbuds, and it charges it and your iPhone all at the same time. So the case does these multiple functions, and I feel like it's just really useful. Can I say that I really like the connecting wire because I feel like it's kind of like, you know, the way you tie your mittens together and put them through your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. Like, I, I'm sure I would lose one. Do you, do you go for runs with, with headphones on, though? No, exactly. I, I like to hear what's around me because i I tend to space out if i'm not listening to like really angry hip-hop i can't run (laughs) (laughs) i personally need like 80s pop music to really like get my exercise groove on you just sing to yourself then because you don't have your headphones yeah basically okay (laughs) um because it's like when you're running with I, i have a pair of bluetooth headphones and it's definitely way better than uh, having a cord. Right. Yeah, that's just way too annoying. And especially because now I'm really excited about this. I wrote an article about it. You can listen to music from your Apple Watch. So I don't even need my phone with me. I can track my run with my Apple Watch. It tells me how fast I went, my heart rate, and it plays music to my Bluetooth headphones. See, that almost makes me want an Apple Watch. Almost. Almost. Well, You're, I, you work here. <laughs> at, at least pretend to be excited about the Apple Watch. I have to butt in and say something about leaving your iPhone at home which is at least the first few times you go running with your Apple Watch, take your iPhone with you because it will help your Apple Watch estimate your pace mm-hmm. and stride more mm-hmm. accurately. You know, it's funny because I, I didn't do that. I did that, but then I got a new phone and I upgraded to watchOS 2 at the same time and I like lost like the like specialized things. And now it thinks I'm running much farther. <laughs> so I don't I don't want it to update because like I kinda like that it's telling me that I'm running farther than I probably actually am. <laughs> That's the, David's daily ego boost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds like something I would do, so I'm, I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> I mean I'm running the same distance either way. I, I don't see how it hurts anybody. <laughs> um, so are these apps Bluetooth then? Yeah, they're Bluetooth okay. connected. And so they're each app, each uh, earbud connects to Bluetooth separately? How does that no, work? No, the earbuds connect to Bluetooth all in one, but like the actual thing is a case for your phone, and the earbuds are held at the bottom of the case so that you don't lose them. So it's like a battery case that charges the earbuds and your phone and has exactly. this weird bulky thing that I don't like at the bottom. Oh. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm that's, dissing your no, gear. No, that's, that's the drawback. I would agree so, that that's wait, the drawback. So could I not use them with my Apple Watch? Does it? Do I need to have my... Uh... That's a really good question. I mean, my impression... Of course, we we it's like a Kickstarter project, Correct. so we yeah, haven't so we gotten, mention our, that. Thank you. We haven't gotten our hands on it yet, although if you want to get your hands on it, Go support them on Kickstarter, I guess. But the problem is, I mean, it's not a problem. As far as I understand how it works is you plug them in and you store them in the case and it charges them. And then you can just take them out and it connects to your phone or 
in this case, it should connect. Any Bluetooth headphones will connect to your Apple Watch, and these are Bluetooth, so it should connect. Yeah, I, I'm I guessing you so. can use it with your Apple Watch. Okay, yeah, because there, there were wireless headphones that I saw that they streamed uh, high quality. I'll have to remember what, I'll have to look up what they're called. They're just coming out as well. I think they're a Kickstarter project, and they stream lossless, which was really cool, which because it's higher quality audio than Bluetooth, but you needed to like plug in a little doggle into your phone to make it work, which was like you mm. didn't you didn't want to carry that around with you. <sighs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll check it out. We'll link to it on the podcast. So I keep referencing this and not telling people where to look it up. iPhoneLife.com slash podcast. We put we do a blog post of each of our podcasts and we put links to all of this stuff in there. Uh, also you can go there and comment and let us know what you think about all this stuff. Or shoot us an email at podcasts at iphonelife.com. Yes. It's now I, okay. I keep doing this. It's there's podcast and podcasts with an S. Either one works because it's confusing, so we just made both of them work. But <laughs> technically, it's iphonelife.com slash podcast is what is our official email. But if you, you do podcast, edit me, David. Yes. <laughs> you you guys have no idea what it's like to be surrounded by editors all day. <laughs> I can't get a word out without being corrected. <laughs> so it's always, a, it's a highlight when I get to edit other people. <laughs> um, so anyway, either way works though. So you're forgiven, sir. Aw, thanks. <laughs> All right, moving right along to our news. We've got a ton of news this week to cover. So we'll cruise through some of it. Number one, Tesla cars now drive themselves. Uh, Sarah, do you want to tell us of? about this? Well, I confess I did not do the usual amount of research before this podcast that I usually do, but I have read about Tesla's autopilot, and it's not really like an autonomous self-driving car. Yeah, I was I was exaggerating slightly. <laughs> like uh, Elon Musk made a point of saying, it's not going to drive you home if you're drunk. You do have to participate. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, of course, is the dream. That's what Google's working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I guess, what does it do, David? Is it like, ch will change lanes for you and it'll, probably park it'll, for yeah, you? Yeah, it'll park for you. It'll automatically change lanes. So presumably it scans traffic. Uh, I think it'll keep you in your lane, perhaps. We'll have to link Don't to Don't test that out. Yeah. Uh, well, test it out. We'll do some research first. Do you get a feeling we're going to be like the old fogies who are like, in my day, I used to parallel park like a master. I already you. feel that way. Oh, absolutely we are. I mean... Even like I feel like we're kind of the last of the people who experienced the analog world, hmm. uh, and so I think everybody will get to do this when they get older. Say in my day, but I feel like particularly we're the last people who can be like I remember a world without computers, without cell phones, <laughs> remote controls for the TV. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the other day someone was like. A friend of mine who's a little bit younger than me was like, I remember when I used to have to use Napster to listen to songs. Oh, my God. Now I use Spotify. And I'm like... <laughs> I remember when, like, I used to sign up for the free trial from, like, Columbia exactly. House. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, cancel. <laughs> I remember when Columbia House ruined my credit. <laughs> uh, and I remember listening to the radio and recording songs, like, yeah. waiting to for the song to come on to hit record on my, uh -huh. like, cassette tape. And yeah, the, nobody, I feel like... I feel like people don't even understand what they're talking about when they say like mixtapes. They're like, what? what is a mixtape? Yeah, well, I, in one of my articles I was talking about this, all the metaphors on computers, like a folder. Like most kids these days actually, I feel like use a folder on a computer before they ever see a manila folder. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like totally lost on them. The little save icon with like the disc... 
like, yeah, the floppy disk. Why does it look like that? Yeah, (laughs) they don't get it. They'll never get it. (laughs) I know. I remember explaining to my daughter how in college I used to have to, like, save my papers like I, like if you lost that disc you were so screwed because you didn't you, it wasn't even like totally common at least when I was in college that you would have your own laptop like you'd go to mm-hmm. the computer lab and you'd have to wait your turn like and then you'd like put this floppy disk in and like you know and you'd have to save your paper on it and it was like complicated no absolutely so now Kids they're just like, days, why don't right? you just like, use why? Google Docs? Like, what is this, like, carrying things back and forth? <laughs> I don't know how we got into this. Tesla. <laughs> parallel parking. Oh, parallel parking. That's right. The thing I'm that... awesome at parallel parking. I just want the whole world to know. No, you're really good. I... At the skill that is completely obsolete now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I grew up in a small town, so for someone who grew up in a small town, I can hold my own, but compared to, like, a big city person, not that good. I drive you? a truck, so I'm a master Ooh. at the parallel park. I, I learned to parallel park on my grandfather's 1964 Ford Galaxy, which is basically like two cars put together. <laughs> I had an internship where, where the, basically the internship was I drove around, drove people around New York. I don't know why this was a thing, but I got pretty good at parking and in, in, in general driving in cities from that. That's cool. Um, so the thing that was cool to me, though, about the Tesla uh, thing was that it updated automatically over the air. Like, that's so cool to me that it, it's not like, okay, now they announced that new cars will parallel park themselves. Anybody who owns a Tesla car, it will now parallel park itself. Wow, that's great. So it's like it's like iOS 9 came out. It's like that, but mm. for cars. It's, it's so cool to think the future of cars is they will, like, improve over time as opposed to whenever technology was in your car when you bought it, it's now locked in forever. Uh, other news items... Apple now has uh, granted restricted stock units, RSUs, to all their employees. Connor, you want to tell us about this? Yeah, this is this is a big deal because not a lot of your corporate companies offer this. And I, I've heard none of them do, correct? From my research, none of them do. Wow. And previously, Apple only offered it to their major um, engineers and management. Like, for instance, Tim Cook, when Steve Jobs resigned in 2011, he got 1 million shares. Um, so now... Even if you're just a retail, part of the retail team or part of the Apple Care team, then you're going to get an RSU, a restricted stock unit, valued anywhere from 1000 to 2000 and that a thousand, two thousand dollars or a thousand, two thousand shares? Thousand to two thousand dollars worth of shares. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And to be clear, Apple stock is now trading at, it's like, I think at like maybe 115. It did a seven to one split. So that would be equivalent to like $700, $800. So a million shares for Tim Cook is worth so much money. <laughs> That's and, where I stopped my math at, at so much. It was too and, much to even think about. And far more now than it was when he started. Like, oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. To his credit, I mean, he, he earned it. But yeah, that's a lot of money. For sure. So but, Apple's the first company to give it to employees that are not senior level employees, huh? Correct. And they said the reason that they did this was to keep their talent, to really so, value their team. What's the difference between an RSU and a stock option? That is a really good question, and I don't know enough about stocks to tell you. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know either. Obviously, iPhone Life does not offer RSUs or stock options. Don't have financial advice. I can take an educated <laughs> guess. Uh, there's laws regulating buying and selling shares of your own company. So, for example, if Tim Tim Cook were to sell the shares that he was granted, he would have to file with SEC. So, I'm assuming restricted shares 
are uh, me- means that he they they have restrictions on whether or not you can buy and sell them and how you can. Whereas a stock option is actually an option to buy a stock at a certain price. You it's called the strike price, and usually the strike price is significantly lower. It's at minimum, it's going to be where the stock is now, but often it's actually cheaper than where the stock is now. So if the stock goes up, you can buy that stock at the price where it was when you were granted the options. I actually had a friend who works at NerdWallet like explain mm-hmm. this whole thing to me, and I've completely forgotten. But what you said sounds right. Okay, we'll just pretend it's right, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll get a lot of angry emails from the SEC being like, please don't give financial advice yeah, to people. We are completely unqualified to give financial advice. Please do not make any decisions financially based on what you hear on this podcast. <laughs> there we go. I think we're covered now. All right, good. Um, so I guess the question's there. First of all, does Apple just have so much money now that they've run out of things to do with it? I mean, they're playing it as something like they're just really trying to keep the best employees. They're saying, I mean, it seems like they're hiring everybody from everywhere else, too. So, yeah, but they're just trying to be the best company to work for, it sounds like. And what's your impression? Would you guys, outside of the fact that you have the best job in the world, assuming you didn't, would you go work for Apple? Does it sound like an appealing place to work for? for? Are you buying into the Apple hype is my question. Well, I I would imagine that it pays really well, and the restricted stock units sound really great. Um, I'm really into work life balance personally. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. imagine that you really earn all of those benefits and compensation, and I'm not I, I'm not sure I'm willing to pay the personal price for that. Yeah, it's so funny. It's uh, first of all, Google, because one of one of the things we were going to talk about is what, how it compares. Google is consistently ranked the top place in the U.S. to work, um, so it's ranked higher. To be fair, have you seen pictures of their offices though? Like the Google offices are so cool. I have been to their offices, oh. as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, they are very cool, although they're not quite as cool as you'd think. They really? have cool spaces. Um, but they also just work in large rooms packed with engineers. So it's, it's maybe not quite as exciting as the pictures make it look. Um, but they have free lunches. They have, I think, like dog daycare, real baby daycare. <laughs> Interesting way to phrase that, I know. Um, <laughs> and they have, I mean, they just have so many perks. And but, but are they really perks or are they basically to make it so that you never have exactly. to leave? It's like, right. oh, I don't have to run home for lunch because my dog and my kid are here. <laughs> Keep working. You know, and I don't have to, yeah, and I don't have to go anywhere to eat. I can just eat at my desk because the food's here. And so basically it seems like, yeah. it seems like a perk, but then it just means you basically live at your office yeah and that's kind of the silicon valley way and and apple to me seems somehow more extreme as much as i love apple and i love their products google all their work culture always seemed a little bit more i don't know it seemed a little bit more balanced than apple's work culture but it's very anecdotal of course so if we're going to talk about you know, tech company work cultures. What, what did you read the New York Times article about Amazon? Oh, Amazon's like the last place in the world I'd want to work. What did they say? <laughs> basically, that it was the last yeah. place in the world you'd want to work. Wow. I mean, and Amazon was basically came back pretty hard saying it's totally inaccurate. But the one point they didn't address was that it's a really bad place for women to work, and they didn't hmm. they didn't hit back on that point. Like they hit back on a lot of other points hmm. about. Um, sort of like there was they were saying in the article that the the kind of feedback 
things they had set up basically were used to like crush and bully employees. But they were also saying that anyone who had family obligations and culturally it tends to fall on women to be the family ter- caretakers or anyone who got sick, like with cancer, basically got eased out. So, and they, Amazon didn't really address that issue cold amazon that's cold yeah Yeah. amazon it's funny because i love amazon like i love their website i love their products like i i I, I feel like i watch you order something from amazon at least (laughs) twice a day i literally we were in a meeting today talking about this podcast talked about how we needed a new uh spit guard for the mic and i took out my phone and ordered it on amazon while we were sitting there yeah, and that the thing is, I only see you during meetings because we work in different parts of the building, so it's kind of funny that I still see you order things twice a day. <laughs> I do it a lot. Well, you guys have a lot of requests, okay? Maybe don't ask for so many yeah. things next time. Oh, you're a very responsive CEO. It's true, thank David. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but it's interesting to hear this about Amazon and women because Apple is really trying, and I don't know what kind of family leave policies they have, but they are really trying to increase the diversity of their workforce including hiring more women mm-hmm. and trying to put more women in the public face. You've seen at the last couple of keynotes, they actually put women on the stage for once. One of the things I will say is that this is one of the major improvements in my mind that Tim Cook has brought to Apple. Steve Jobs was so great at products. He was, you know, maybe one of the best ever at creating products, but he just, he didn't have that same level of caring about employees. I would agree. Uh, in caring about the environment. He almost was like, I can only focus, he's so solely focused on products that he he missed the boat. Like they didn't have uh, ma- donor matching programs. They didn't have a lot of things that other companies had. So Tim Cook's done a great job of doing a lot of the social stuff, both in terms of making all their products more environmentally friendly, in terms of, you know, as much as people knock uh apple for foxconn and that stuff they've actually improved manufacturing in china quite a bit in the safety standards from what they used to be at least and where the whole industry was so um i I think tim cook's done a great job pushing apple forward on a lot of these issues and i feel like i feel like tim cook is largely responsible for why apple is starting to look like such a a lovely company to work for. Mm-hmm. You know, if you follow any of Tim Cook's interviews, every single one of them, you leave that interview feeling like Apple is doing the best they can with everything, that they don't want any of your private data, that they're just a good old company. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of that is PR and how much of it is exactly. Well, that's the exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they are, I mean, in some ways, they're, they're being smart with that yeah. data stuff because they're taking a shot at Google, who's their biggest competitor and who makes their money off of tracking your data. So it's, yes, it's a great PR move, but also it's a great position for them to take because Apple doesn't make money on your, on your data and Google does. Mm-hmm. So Apple's trying to wave that in your face and say, hey, yeah. by the way, we're not tracking you. We don't care. We're not trying to advertise to you. And, and maybe it's both because if you're doing something that you think is good for in a business sense, because I feel like Increasing diversity in your workforce, treating, you know, and compensating your workers really well, happy workers are going to do a much better job for you. But why not, like, get an extra benefit from it by, you know, letting everyone know that you do that? Absolutely. No, and I hope, like, there's nothing wrong with doing PR on the things you're doing well. 
What's wrong is doing PR on things that you might not be doing so well on and pretending like you are. Yeah. Uh, doing the greenwashing is the typical thing where you you know, you see these oil companies doing advertising about how eco-friendly <laughs> they are, and you're like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Clean coal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, the question is, is Apple doing that? I, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're making putting their best foot forward. But in general, they do seem to also have been taking a step forward, which is nice, and it makes me feel good about job we're doing and the fact that we are supporting them. Well, I do think it's important for a big company like Apple to take a specific stand and kind of say, this is how things should be done because other people look at Apple and, and then, you know, try and sort of model their own business and success on what Apple is doing. So even if it's not 100% pure substance as opposed to just appearance, it's still, I think, important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Apple's such an industry leader that what they do, other companies follow. So it's it, when they do something like this, like we said, they, they were one of the first, if not the first company to do restricted stock units. Guaranteed, Microsoft's going to do it soon. Google's going to do it soon. Everybody's going to follow suit. So it's a big deal in terms of... Yeah, because uh, Apple is really tends to poach people's employees, apparently. And so <laughs> if you want to keep your employees, you've got to match what Apple does. Absolutely. Okay, last news for the day, Apple TV came out. Or no, they, it's, it's, what is it, available on the 26th? You can pre-order it on Monday, the October 26th, and they'll start shipping it by the end of that week. Okay, so pre-order it Monday the 26th, and they ship it end of the week. So first week in November is when you should get it? So, and then they're sending it to us the 30th? That sounds like about what now, they're saying. Now, we're saying sending it to us. Will they be sending it to you guys? Are you guys going to get one? Um, not right away. I'm going to see how you like yours. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard being the first adopter in the office. How about you, Connor? Yeah, I don't think. I have the old Apple TV, and I barely use that one as it is, and that's mostly just for Netflix. So I don't see the reason to get this new one until they really bring awesome gaming. Once I can play, like, Call of Duty or Halo on the Apple TV, we'll talk. I I don't... You you will have gaming, but I think it'll be more like Frogger. I don't think you're... Think Call of Duty. Okay. I think you better stick with your Xbox for Call of Duty and Halo. I have to confess that before I order the Apple TV, I have to see if my TV is even compatible because I'm just not really a TV person, and my TV is really old. And um, I mean, it's not. It's it is a flat screen. So it's it's flat screen is compatible. It's what you need for the record for those at home who are wanting to check. You just need an HDMI input. So if you have an HDMI input, it works. I do have that. Okay, so you're good. So I'll think about it. Okay. I, as everybody is implying, am going to get one. I have the Apple TV now. I love it. Um, I think that they made a lot of improvements, enough so where... And the thing is, it's it's, it's expensive, but it's not expensive compared to other Apple products. 150 bucks is a starting unit. Very true. Uh, and so... I, the I starting unit unit is sixty four gigs. I, I I was supposed to look this the up and report that. The starting unit is thirty two gigs, and then the second one at one ninety nine is sixty four. Okay. okay, so I I mean, the the current one doesn't even really have memory. So presumably that memory is going to be used for uh, probably apps. For, now there's yeah, because there's apps to download. But I think I can do the minimum one. So I'm going to recommend to you guys, unless unless you're really a power user and you're going to like download a ton of movies but even the movies that store in the cloud i can't honestly think of why you need the more expensive model i think you're completely fine at the 149 price point unless you are planning on downloading a lot of games then yeah i could see it then a lot of games 
but that's a lot of games. I mean, 64 gigs is quite a bit, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I, I'm not. I have I one mean, game on my okay, phone. Okay, so. well, I will. I am pre-ordering it. Uh, I told my parents this is what they should buy me for Christmas. So, and he, and he was like, that's so far away. And I'm like, yeah, no, buy it for me now, though. <laughs> Isn't Hanukkah sooner? Because I'm... I was just skipping sure over that. You're Jewish. Yeah, okay, Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever. They're buying it for me. When it comes to presents, you're like equal opportunity yeah. religion. <laughs> I pretty much just get one present for the holidays. Uh, and I get it... at at like the nearest convenience whenever i like figure out what i want because my parents have given up trying to figure out what to buy me so that's what i'm getting (laughs) that's so sweet yeah thanks mom and dad (laughs) i'm trying to remember i don't think my parents have bought me a christmas present for a long time (laughs) well now you know what to ask for there you go all right i think that's all the time we have for today um so let me sign off by telling you guys a few things here First of all, iphonelife.com slash podcasts or podcast, preferably podcast, uh, where you can see links to all the things we discussed today, uh, including these headphones, including the tips we talked about. Uh, Also, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip to to subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, And that's free, so make sure you do that because it's free. Uh, iphonelife.com slash insider to get the premium version and go subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to us every time anything you guys need to add here no just thanks for listening thanks so much guys have a great day